0: these identities or these titles that we carry in life are only temporary right so you're you're only a student for so long you're only uh whatever you have it whatever you are like if your job position Mm. that's only temporary and you have to realize like what is kind of like your legacy what is something that people are gonna not remember you by but like what is the impact that you're gonna have on these environments or these communities Mm. that you've been a part of
1: Hey folks, so I got an opportunity to sit down with one of my mentees just to talk about blackness and being, um, it was really amazing because it gave me the opportunity to really reflect back on my own experience transitioning from undergrad to grad school. Um, and I hope you enjoy Mariah.
0: All right. Hello. Hey, Mariah. Hey, how are you?
1: Good. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm glad it's working.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Are you back at home or where you at?
0: Yeah, I'm back at home in uh, Mm -hmm. Southfield, chilling with my parents.
1: Okay, good. When Uh, did you leave campus? As soon as they made the announcement?
0: Yeah, like the week beforehand, I was sick. So I was kind of already like in between homes. So that kind of just made me You know, grab all my stuff and go. (laughs) Okay. Was it difficult, the process of moving? I don't think it was difficult because I had, like, a lot. Like I said, I already packed a lot of my clothes and just kind of went on. So I was fortunate enough to have that circumstance. But I know for a lot of people, like, they had to try to book flights and they had to, you know, do a lot. So I was trying Mm. to help my friends who needed help. Yeah, I know that must have been hard,
1: because I was thinking about how much stuff I used to have when I was in undergrad. (laughs) I used to have to take two trips plus some, like, I I, I had so much stuff. I know. It was really terrible. I remember I used to have to plan to, like, go down early on the first moving day, then get myself time to rest, go back home, go get the rest of my stuff, and then going home would be the same thing. So I remember moving out. It was like, yikes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's me all the way.
1: Oh, goodness. Oh, I'm glad you're home safely.
0: Yeah, thank
1: you for checking in on me. How are you doing? I mean, I'm all right. I'm tired of sitting in the house, honestly. You know what I mean? Like, I'd be like, dang, I'd be trying to plan my whole day around taking the trash out. Like, okay, what do I want to do? Or like, do I want to jump in my car and go to the store? Like, it's a lot. Like, today, um, I have an electric kettle, Mm -hmm. and it broke like one of the seasons fell out the cabinet and broke the handle of oh, it no. so I can't use it no more and I was like oh dad I go to Bad Bath and Beyond that might be a nice <laughs> little trip today yeah. and then I called them and they were like nah we closed sis so I'm like oh my goodness okay <laughs> why wow. well, you <laughs> how are your plans? yes so I just I kind of been tired of being in the house, but like you know, I think that it's important to stay in the house. So I've actually been out the house in like two weeks. So. Yeah, yeah,
0: I'm glad you following what they saying. I know. <laughs> There's a lot of people out here still doing what they want to do. You
1: know, I know, and I think it's unfortunate just because if you ain't going, you know, stay safe and follow the guidelines for yourself. Definitely do it for people who you know what I mean. Yeah, you might not sus- suspect. You know, are not. They might not take take that susceptibility as lightly. So
0: yeah. So I'm I went to huh? I said I'm glad you're doing good.
1: <laughs> Me too. I'm glad yeah. you're doing well because child, <laughs> ugh, this campus is a lot. I heard that the move out was crazy. So
0: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So I guess um, what I've been doing is I don't know if I told you this before, but we had. I'm gonna let you introduce yourself first. How about we do that? Yeah. <laughs> All right,
0: cool. Um... <laughs> So, my name is Mariah Benford. I am 20. I'm from Southfield, Michigan, and I go to the University of Michigan. Um, mm-hmm. There, I study sociology and social work, which is how I got connected to Sadia. And mm-hmm. I'm very, I don't know how to describe myself in a way, right? Let's see. I'm very <laughs> ambitious. I'm very creative. I'm mm-hmm. a musician. I'm not in I didn't anything. know that. Really? You didn't know that? Girl, what you mean, musician? What you say, play instruments? No, so I don't sing, I play like okay. five or six or wow. seven different instruments. Can you name them for us? <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> uh, let's see. So, I play alto saxophone, baritone saxophone, baritone horn. I dabbled in violin when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did I do? I have a piano here, I have a guitar here. Mm-hmm. We're gonna talk me about too, that. Me later. Too. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know, know how to play it, it though. But, uh, i don't need my own guitar
1: honestly so
0: yikes oh that's (laughs) amazing so how did you get into music um when i was i want to say actually elementary school they had the one little like the one class that you would look forward to was music or gym and to me (laughs) i found i found my joy in like playing music i was like oh if i hit this thing it makes a noise i did that okay cool uh, Yeah, so i kind of found my yeah. passion and people fostered that and um yeah i found a love for it oh wow
1: so i think that's dope because when i i remember when we were in i don't know if it's elementary school or middle school but our our music classes i don't feel like they exposed us to a wide range of instruments Mm-hmm. So I feel like a lot of people I grew up around that knew how to play instruments. They learned in church, you know, um uh, for yeah. the most part. But we was in middle school with like recorders and xylophones, and that was really <laughs> yep. about it. Um yeah. I always liked percussion instruments though. Um like drums, like um African drums. Like whenever I would be at like, you know, community events and stuff, like I just was always mesmerized by the beat of the drum. And I just love music more largely. So I think it's always dope that people know how to play instruments.
0: <laughs> yeah. I bought myself a guitar
1: in 2016, and do I know Ooh. how to play it? No. <laughs> Sometimes I, I like to fake it and just turn some scissor on like real loud. And like, right. Because like, <laughs> I tried YouTube, but it just don't work. <laughs> Man, who you telling? <laughs> so I be like, you know, I to just Man. let
0: it be. <laughs> yeah. So did you, wanna, be. W- did you want to? Did you want to tell us anything else about yourself? No, I mean, any other questions that you have, I'll be happy to answer, but I'm honored to be here on your podcast. Yeah. Peace yeah. DM. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, y'all be saying my whole name. I'll be like, oop, I, I'm going to that
1: crazy on this podcast because they're going to be like, oh, let me Google her. But yeah. <laughs> but um, I, so I had this podcast for a minute. It's been the idea of it, really, honestly, been brewing for like a couple of years, but mm-hmm. I actually put myself, to the test like last summer i was in jamaica because i had the episodes on my computer the first episode mm-hmm. i had it recorded i had the song and everything that my friend sung for it and i was mm-hmm. like you know ah.
0: what
1: i'm going to i don't know what i was listening to india iris podcast mm-hmm. um and she was just like you know i, I just be doing it and i was like you know what i'm about to just upload this right now and i did and so since then i've been trying to like follow up with content but i also am somebody that is like um like Erica Badu says, she's an analog girl in the digital world, and I feel like that sometimes. So mm-hmm. I don't really like technology all the time, and I don't necessarily like the idea of throwing yourself out there on a platform for the whole world to have access to. Like that's so yeah. I, kind of, I struggle with that idea sometimes. So sometimes if I think about it too much, I'll be like, Nah, nah, I'm not doing an episode <laughs> on this. So I'm not doing it on that. Yeah. Um, but one of my friends reminded me. She was like, "Girl, like you know, when you gonna do another episode?" And I was like, "I don't know." She was like do not you, like, have other people on? We we quarantine anyway, and I was like, oh, right. <laughs> and so she ended up doing a guest episode with one of my other friends from undergrad, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna follow up by just really checking in with some really dope folks, but um, putting it on a platform so people can have more access to the conversations, because I think that I I know a lot of dope Black women um that are doing a lot of dope-ass things, and I mm-hmm. just wanted to, you know, really check in to see how folks were doing during the quarantine, and and how you know how they develop, and like what's going on with them, really, so I guess one of the first questions I could ask you are um what are name three things that you're grateful for?"
0: Oh wow, ooh, okay, <laughs> I'm really, really, really grateful for my family, mm-hmm. I think during this so i'm I'm gonna give like the things and mm-hmm. then the explanation a little bit, and then we'll <laughs> so. I'm really, really grateful for my family. They've helped keep me grounded during this whole transition mm-hmm. because it's been very, very, very tough to try to, like, get my mind set back where it was when I was in school. You know, the same environment was like, yeah. you know, we're, like, always moving so fast. So I'm really thankful for them. I'm really grateful for them. Mm-hmm. Um, the next thing is my faith. That's kept me, like, in high spirits. Mm -hmm. and i've been trying to give thanks to god to you know for bringing us through this and and just hoping because there's a lot going on but also um making sure that i stay in touch with you know my beliefs and making sure that i'm good because i was falling off a little bit yeah and then one more thing that i'm grateful for um i'm thankful for conversation Mm -hmm. i know that's like an odd thing to be thankful for but i'm thankful for conversation being able to be in different spaces and have conversations with people like I've been checking up on a lot of my friends and then the conversations I don't know we have time now so we ain't gotta rush you know Mm. so I think that's and I think that's really good too because I think the thing
1: that people sleep on about the conversation is like um I know you you know your parents are home but like for those of us who like live alone or you know stuff like that like you really be people deprived like I actually enjoy yeah. going to a coffee shop when I'm ready and not necessarily interacting with everybody but like I like working in you know collective workspaces I like going to my mm-hmm. friends houses I like you know hanging out like I like going to the movies when I'm ready so now it's like I have to sit in the house and not do any of that like it's it can become <laughs> very isolating um yeah, yeah. And so I, I understand being thankful for conversation
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: And then I want to ask um, I feel like I should have asked this one first, but I felt like the first one was easier to answer. Um, mm. How would you answer if I asked you, who are you?
0: Mm. I am a resilient Black woman. That's how I would answer that. Mm. And the reason why is because um, one thing I can't change about myself and one thing that I love about myself is my mm. race. Like I love being Black, but I also feel like there's so many negative connotations to being a black woman. I
1: mm-hmm. want to make sure
0: that it's shown, it's like shine in a positive light. Mm-hmm. And I like to make sure that people know that's who I am. Like, I know you can see me when I walk in a room, like, you <laughs> know, like, you know. <laughs> but I like to make sure that, you know, I say that when it's a part of like, it's a part of my identity that I love and mm-hmm. I love to embrace.
1: And I wondered then like how, when you, when you walk in that identity, right. Or you affirm that identity by the way you move through the world. How is it, Um, in the stage that you're in in life because you know being an undergrad is a very different experience and what that means for you is that that identity protects you and sustains you in certain spaces it helps to ground Mm -hmm. you but like how do you feel walking through the world as an undergrad student on campus um, in this space really with that identity if that that question makes sense
0: yeah no it makes sense I think that I feel empowered, but I also make sure to... I feel like, to me, what that means is you have to advocate for yourself. Mm. And I was always raised in an environment where, like, my mom, she would... if She wanted to take something back to the store. She would make sure that, like, <laughs> hey, this is something that's wrong, and you're going to take it back, you know? <laughs> so I kind of, like, grew up with that mindset. Like, you know, you got to fight for what you want. You just, It won't hurt to ask. Mm. But you got to make sure that you put yourself out there, even if it's, like, scary or whatnot. So mm-hmm. being an undergrad at U of M, um, I have definitely went beyond what the norm is, I guess, for expectations for students. Mm-hmm. I have no problem reaching out to the university officials. I'm actually in some like, not mess, but okay. <laughs> I'm in contact with a lot of officials trying to make sure that they treat us right as far as reimbursing students for like, for example, study abroad trips were canceled and now they're saying you're going to have to reapply. So I'm like, okay, no, that's not that's not okay y'all got all this money everybody else applied so Mm. um that's like a little bit of a spiel about what I've kind of been doing at my with my time at U of M Mm -hmm. so
1: when I was in undergrad they used to always say it's never a no it's a it's a what did they used to say basically you don't take no you just find another way um and that that was (laughs) child when we at Howard it was like you go to the financial office, aid office, and get ten no's. You could go to the registrar's office and get mm-hmm. five. Then you got to go over to the actual college of arts and science. It was a lot, but I remember <laughs> that self advocacy was a big part of um, making sure that you got what you needed in that space. Right. So I definitely understand that. And so, what would you say are what would you say is important to you? Like, what do you believe?
0: I believe, well, I guess this kind of goes back into my same point about advocating, like, correct me if I'm Mm -hmm. going into a different type of question. No, you can take the questions however you want. Okay, so, like, it's important to me that I advocate for myself and for other people who can't, like, or who aren't comfortable doing it. Like, I think that if we don't take that step, for ourselves or push ourselves outside of a comfort zone and who else is going to do it? You can't wait until other people are comfortable with what you're doing or saying it to take some type of action. Mm. And that's what i always tell my friends. I always like, I preach that right now, mm. <laughs> but I just think it's so important to be able to speak up for yourself, especially considering like how black women or black men are treated in today's society. There's going to be a lot of doors slammed in our faces. Mm. And I think that's also something that I wanted to talk about. Um, in, like, different conversations that I'm having with people uh, for social work. I applied to that school, and I got hey, in. So at I'm here at start- right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you oh So I'm actually starting to take classes in the fall. Oh, wow. Wait, for the master's program? For the master's program. Girl, you yeah, ain't giving I'm me not- that update. Okay. I <laughs> love oh, it. <laughs> okay, I'm really happy <laughs> Yeah, here. So we
1: got some time here together still. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Hmm. But, yeah, so I've been trying to, like, make that – I guess, aware when I'm entering these spaces and everybody's asking me like, oh, you know, what could we do? I just want them to be able to treat us with the same amount of equity and respect or mm-hmm. I don't know. I just want people to do what they're supposed to do. That's, That's actually facts. Do, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And
1: I'm wondering then, OK, so you know how um, here at U of M, I think it's this year, it's the 50th anniversary of the African-American Studies Department. And in- oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Did you,
0: you didn't know? no i know i was on the 50th celebration committee for the diaspora i don't know i'm not sure it was something that the bsu had a couple like two years ago but i wasn't i I didn't hear about that yeah so the das um
1: i don't know if you're familiar with this part of the history but das like other uh, like most other um, black studies departments in the united states um was born out of student protests. right so meaning like black students Mm is literally protesting like no we need a black studies um program like now we have um a department but i think before it was a program um and -hmm. that advocacy was important because there were um you know bam the different iterations of bam yeah um, and they were advocating for what black students needed in terms of visibility right in terms of representation Mm -hmm. in terms of content that they wanted to learn um and they partnered up i believe with um like law students and stuff black law students who were here who really advised them and they also kind of worked Mm -hmm. together really to push for this thing and when you think about this the department that they have now it is born out of this history of struggle and protest on the the backs of black students right when you think about the trotter center the new trotter center even was also a part of that and so when we think about what it means to be black people. Um, and what it means to advocate for ourselves, I think it's always interesting to look at the institutions that were built as a result of black men and women and other and also people who might have been mm-hmm. non-binary, um, even though they might not have used the words at that time. But um, those yeah. folks really organizing and establishing institutions um, for us to come and benefit from. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think that's very important. I think that's what also inspired a lot of Mm -hmm. us. Us meaning like, I don't know, the people at U of M now. Like, I'm so proud of you for establishing the space that you Uh did for graduate students. I think that I don't know. Like, I know I'm a part (laughs) Uh of it, but of of course, like with the MSW thing, I'm like, okay, great. Now I know I can, you know, feel like comforted. Uh, So that's dope. I didn't even think about
1: that. Oh my goodness. I keep for not not that I'd be forgetting, but now that i'm thinking about it it, i think the thing that's that's really important for me um that i value with what you said is because now you moved from i you was talking about not necessarily being sure about what you want to do for graduate school just yet and now you're actually moving from this undergrad space to this graduate space but you've also been in those spaces with other black women who are in masters and phd programs who you know what i mean are working on black girlhood and all of those things so it's like you already have mm-hmm. at least one community that you know that you can, you know, lean on when you start getting into
0: your graduate work. That's dope. Wow. Yeah, so I wanted to just say thank you for that. Like, yeah. I didn't even realize that until about a couple of days ago. I was like, wow, okay. I got somewhere where I could go. That's and can you imagine work. how happy everybody will be when they find out? And we're like, you're right. You're not yeah. a great, I don't know what you did. What? Because <laughs> we got quite a few folks yeah. in the,
1: in the um, program, um, not in the program, in the workshop that actually did do MSWs and who are also doing um, joint programs in social work and sociology now. Oh, PhD wow. programs, okay. definitely, too. That's in my cohort is, too, already. So, uh-huh. yeah, that's definitely a thing. So, what do you want to study? Like, what do you envision um, your, yeah, maybe thesis or if you want to go beyond that, dissertation. What do you want
0: to explore? Yeah. So um, uh, with what I'm doing, I'm just going to give like a little synopsis. I mm-hmm. applied for the policy and political mm-hmm. social work pathway. And that kind of aligns with what I'm trying mm-hmm. to do. My interest is educational policy and creating spaces or making sure that Black students have access to college, but also their, like, the retention rates need to be improved for Black mm-hmm. students. And... As I've been taking policy classes at U of M and just education classes, you kind of realize like it's a it's a bigger issue than that. I mean, you ain't have to take a class yeah. to know that because we know, it. <laughs> but it's a lot. It's a much bigger issue than uh, I really thought. So that's what made me really invested mm-hmm. in it. And my real goal is just to make sure that people are accountable. Legislatures, like wh- let whoever you is in charge, whoever has the big the, t- the title of the big boss, I want them to make sure that do they are, they are being accountable. <laughs> and I yeah. love that. That sounds like a
1: hashtag or something. I got to make sure they do what they're <laughs> supposed to do. Like that felt like a ticket, <laughs> man.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So.
1: And I think that's important because you're you're taking that lesson that you learned from your mom, right? Like the thing that you value and merging that with, um, with, with your career. And I think that's a, that's a beautiful thing. When you do what you love, you study what you love, right. And you practice what you love. Mm -hmm. Um, you get a lot of fulfillment out of that.
0: Yeah, definitely. So I'm not sure where I want to go with that, but I know that (laughs) the type of power that I have by sharing my voice and at least share my Mm. interest too I think it can get far and I I got faith in myself I love it I love
1: that okay (laughs) well one um thing that I want to ask I got two more questions and then I'll let you ask me anything if you want to ask me anything (laughs) so all right um tell me some lessons that you're learning during the Rona
0: oh okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so I shared with you that it was really, really easy for me, like the transition. But um, this past mm-hmm. week, this past week, actually, I got real, real discouraged. Mm. And I was like laying around. I knew I had work to do. I knew I had some assignments coming up. But I was like, instead of being proactive, I was like, oh, I'll just wait until the day before. Like, I know I produce good quality content. Like, I already mm. got no point Yeah, there, right? And... I had to think. I was like, is this what you really want to do? Like, is this what you want to be known for regardless of what's going on? You know, sec- not, not that circumstances don't change, but like the work not going to change. They're not going to know you just wasn't feeling mm. it and nobody's going to care in the real world, mm. you know? So I had to teach myself or get myself to realize like, it's okay to be discouraged. It's okay to have those emotions and go through it for maybe 24 mm-hmm. hours, but that next day I had to hit the books. Like I had to do what I had to do. So I think that's one of the real, real big lessons that I had to learn was like it's okay to get discouraged, but you can't give mm-hmm. up. Not that I was trying to give up, mm-hmm. but you know, I was I wasn't doing what I was supposed to, so it was time to get back on track. Well, let me ask you this, and I'm gonna tell you why after you answer. What are you doing to take care of yourself mm-hmm. in the
1: midst of all of that?
0: Listening to music, talking mm-hmm. to my friends and family. I've been playing mm-hmm. little games. And I've also been writing. I'm a mm-hmm. I love to write. Uh- and the reason yeah. why I ask
1: those things is because I feel like particularly with being a black woman, that comes, it comes to being a black woman, it also be, be, um, is important for people who do a lot of work around like advocacy and, you know, um, work that is heavy mm-hmm. to understand how to take care of ourselves, right? Because we are yeah. constantly used to being in this position of, I don't want to say struggle, but we, 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 we expect resistance and
0: right that is right. difficult and
1: i want to say in affirm for like you and for anybody else that might be listening like don't let llc twitter drag y'all you know what i mean because <laughs> yeah day, this is a pandemic that's going to change the way we move forward in work period um in yep. relationships and all of those other things and so imagine now all of these jobs that they've been telling people they do from home all of the ways in which capitalism has really been breaking the back of poor people are really thrust Mm -hmm. into the light um coupled with the issues that create circumstances around existing conditions for black people and brown people right because people want to say oh black people are more susceptible to dying from corona because this is that and the third but also let's talk about those structures of why right why disparities exist and I think it's a, it's a critical time, like you say, you've been writing. I think that's excellent because it's an excellent time to sit back and think about, like, and reflect, I mean, on what all of this yes. is saying to us and what it means and, how, and what, what terms and conditions we want to set out for, for the way we, we move through our lives. But I want to say, like, sometimes mm-hmm. it might be a week that you need to rest, especially as you're going into your graduate work. There's a way in which you can yeah. groove, but also you have to as much as much as you can find your way into working and get into it, you gotta make it as easy, as much of a reflex to take care of yourself and, and take your time because you don't have to rush.
0: hmm Okay. Thank you for that advice. <laughs> Thank you for that advice. Mm-hmm.
1: I needed that. And when
0: you're ready to grind, yeah, you grind it out.
1: I, was thinking... I do it, you know, yesterday. Yeah. I was up till yeah. five o'clock in the four or something, almost five o'clock in the morning. Um, because I was mapping out a project that I'm working on. And then I had to get mm-hmm. up and do a presentation at noon. And it was like, oh my gosh. I it, I, I was I'm still very tired. You know, I told you earlier I was tired, yeah. very tired. But that was a burst of energy that I was like, okay, I know I'm gonna be, you know, sleepy, tired, whatever, but I also know that I need to rest tonight. I need to make sure I'm eating. I need to yep. make sure I'm hydrated. And I need to make sure I'm not, like, I'm not a college uh, undergrad student no more that can stay until four, five o'clock in the morning, go do this, go do that, run back and be okay. <laughs> yeah. um, and so I want to create healthy habits yeah. around taking care of myself. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think it's very important that mm-hmm. you mention that, too, because, like, even as students, even as it's like a mm-hmm. society at whole, we're so used, like I was saying earlier, we're so used to being so fast paced and saying we don't have time to do mm-hmm. this, this and that this that and the third to take care of ourselves Mm -hmm. but this is an opportunity like of course i give my condolences and my prayers to anybody who and everybody who's Mm -hmm. affected by this like family members and stuff like that but i also want to say like you know it's an opportunity for us to get if you if you have a faith or a religion that you get back into your religion get back Mm -hmm. into stuff like that or if you have a passion that you want to follow Go do mm. that, you know. You've got business plans that you just didn't want to touch because you were so busy. Mm. Now is the time, you know.
1: And I think it's important because, in these, I think what's happening is stillness. um, And that's one of the lessons I'm learning during the is like learning how to be still. Um, yeah. being still is important yeah. because we're going to unless we sit down and think about what we've been doing we're going to continue to move forward the same way and you got to be still in order to see like look behind and look forward right so you can assess where you are now so yeah, I definitely feel that and then the last question yeah. I have for you then is um, and this is going to sound really I don't want you to take the question literally. I want you to think as creatively as you want to. I want you to, whatever is the first (laughs) thing that comes to your mind, you can share that. You can sit down a little bit and be like, "Mm, let me think about it. But what is your work? Mm -hmm. Hmm.
0: My work. So... Honestly when you sent me this question I was like, oh, well, this is just like my title and what mm-hmm. I do, right? But I think it goes beyond that. My work is to like my work, I make sure that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do in order to in order for other people to be able to do what they should be able to do. And I don't know mm-hmm. if that makes sense. But I think that's what I'm mm-hmm. trying to like get at. I'm trying to get into a space where it's like, okay, yeah, I'm a so student. What does that mean? I realize that these identities or these titles that we carry in life are only yeah. temporary, right? So you you're only a student for so long. You're only uh, whatever you have it, whatever you are, like if your job position, mm-hmm. that's only temporary. And you have to realize like what is kind of like your legacy, what's something that people are gonna not remember you by, but like what is the impact that you're gonna have on these environments or these communities Mm. that you've been a part of so my work I don't I'm not I'm not too sure about that because I'm still in it I'm still growing I'm still learning mm. from it but hopefully to like inspire and um advocate for people and be who I am and not. and I don't know serve as an inspiration for other people to see that there's nothing wrong with being who you are and standing Mm. up for what you believe in I love that okay okay so I'm like I don't know if that was It's not about me. It's not, it. not about me at
1: all because <laughs> some people might interpret that okay. as like what did I come, you know, into this life to do? What's my purpose? What's my passion? What are you know what I mean? What do I want my mark on mm. the world to be? It's it's however it's however big or however specific you decide, you know what I mean, that question feels to you. So I wasn't looking for a specific mm-hmm. answer one way or another. <laughs>
0: okay (laughs) and now i
1: want to give you the opportunity to ask me anything you want to ask me i don't know if you have any questions if you don't it's okay but i definitely wanted to give you that space yeah Mm -hmm. i
0: appreciate it um this is actually something that Mm -hmm. i'm interested in doing for a project or maybe having some type of conversation Mm -hmm. around in the future what is your thoughts about like the glass ceiling that us as black women face all the mm-hmm. time so we're enrolled in schools we're enrolled in these institutions I yeah. have my own opinions about <laughs> that and that's not really relevant. <laughs> but we're enrolled in these institutions you know and we're promised like that's that 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 this is like some mm. type of ticket that we have what do you use or what do you do or say to yourself to stay motivated knowing that there is like a ceiling and you have to you know, like the real constraints of the like systematic institutionalized racism mm. and all of that.
1: Whew. Um, my approach to how I understand my work in a sense, right? Or like what I'm doing to contribute to mm-hmm. black people's self determination, the social welfare of black girls. Is this no outside? Child, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those things. Um <laughs> comes really from a place of knowing that there was work that was being done before me, right? Um, So much work that was being done before me. think about, if you're talking about in terms of like being an academic and being in school, like I know people so, I know so many people who are smart, smarter, capable, more capable, right? To be in these spaces, positions, Mm -hmm. and institutions. But you know that systemically, everybody can't come to these spaces and not because of anything to do with merit Or or ability, really, but because of capitalism and because of racism and because of white supremacy and, like, all of these other things. And so when I think Mm -hmm. about myself, my work, and the spaces I have access to, um, I think a lot about breaking barriers, really, to Black girls' um, social welfare. Um, To me, because people don't really give a lot of space and time to think about Black girls um, on our own terms, in a sense, right? Right there's always this notion of, like, who who she belongs to, whether it's, oh, she got a little boyfriend, she fast, whether it is she's so-and-so daughter, whether she's going to marry this rich person, whether it's, oh, you know, you're you're thinking about Mm -hmm. validating, in a sense, the lives and possibilities of Black girls through the lens of what people feel like they should define as what a Black girl should be. Um, And for me, I remember Mm -hmm. growing up in those small moments where people made sure that they pulled me up right like and so I think about lifting as we climb a lot and if I'm not mistaken that was the what is it called the negro oh my god NACW National Association of Color Women I believe um that was their uh motto yeah. um and where they said like you know lifting as we climb was important and for me I don't know if it's so much about glass ceilings as it is my part in. Um, getting our people to where, yeah. where our ancestors envisioned um, and instilling vision and the reason why I say that is because mm-hmm. this white ceiling idea really you know about like it came out of feminism in a sense these white women talking about glass ceilings and all that mm-hmm. of stuff but like we know that some mm-hmm. of our ceilings were thatched together with straw like you know what I mean so it, it ain't necessarily about breaking yep. a glass ceiling for me what it is is about moving the work and the possibilities forward so that whoever comes after me is well-prepared. Um, and that's how, it, I don't know if I answered your question the way you wanted me to, but that's, that's kind of how <laughs> I think about it because I mean, I don't think of myself as exceptional, right? Oh, I don't have like confidence mm-hmm. or motivation, but when I notice that it's not about me being the exceptional person and having to like really prove anything, it is about me continuing to be who we have always been. Um, it makes the work that more important to me and it makes my identity and the work so much more inseparable, if that makes sense, right? So, like, knowing that there are a lot of barriers to Black women who, you know what I mean, are in education. You could think about Black women in health, you could think about Black women in childbearing, you could think about Black women in relationships, Black women in pay, Um, but ultimately, Mm -hmm. you know, for me, what is important is to continue to lay the groundwork for who comes after
0: yeah all Mm -hmm. right thank you yeah i think that was (laughs) an incredible answer it was something that you know like really seriously because it's something that i was really Mm -hmm. concerned about and bringing up like i think like Mm -hmm, i said i value mm -hmm. conversation right and having conversations around how to inspire one another and how our views are on life like we know we all we we know what's going on we live it right but also making sure that other people know that, hey, we're going through the same thing. This is mm-hmm. what I do. so I really appreciate yeah. respect.
1: And then for the motivation part too, to give a more practical response, like what I do is I listen to <laughs> I listen to interviews a lot. Like one of my favorite artists, favorite people mm-hmm. really, um, is lauren Hill. And I listen to her interviews sometimes mm-hmm. just to talk just to think through like what it means to be a young black woman in this um space. Um And also Mm -hmm. in this space, I mean, spiritually, um, but also I think a lot about like, I talk to my friends and my family members and, you know, my, my, my cousin and, you know, all of these folks about the intricacies of my work. Like I talk to, if, if my family don't understand if I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so stressed. I got to write this article. They like, girl, you always writing like you good. And I'm like, no, but it's not like that because (laughs) these are the things that are affecting this process. And. I'm patient in trying to explain to them um, what it is, what my difficulties are and how I need them to support me. But also it's grounding for people to be like, Mm -hmm. yo, like you've been doing this. One of my teachers told me this when I came to grad school. because I was like, yo, I hate this. This is crazy. Last year, I was really going through it. I told (laughs) you, I shared this with you. Um, And she Uh was like, girl, you've been going to school since you was a little girl. And I and like something that's as simple as that, right. that was not for her. And she has a PhD, so she could say that. You know what I mean? So it, it wasn't for her. Yeah. Um, she wasn't trying to minimize my academic aspirations. She was just saying to me, like, continue to do what you've right. always done. Continue to be who you've always been. Um, and sometimes you really do got to get down to yeah. my connections with community <laughs> and with people because academic, academia can really try to isolate you. In a way that, if you let it, um, yeah. it does feel like you're the one that's doing the heavy lifting all by yourself, and not like you're standing in, the, in a line of black women. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yep. yeah. <laughs> Did you have any other questions for me? <laughs> no, no. no ah! But we gotta talk. Yes, afterwards. we do. <laughs> we definitely
1: gotta set up some time. I'm so happy. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. I know that whenever this Rona stuff goes out, we definitely gotta celebrate. Um, you know, your acceptance. That's amazing. Yes,
0: man. Mm-hmm. thank you again yeah I've been trying to like girl I know that ain't little there, but <laughs> to <make sure> <laughs> I mean to me it is you sound I mean, like me now child
1: it's big and it's important so you know I hope that we get a chance to celebrate soon if the Rona slows down I don't know if you saw it but it was just snowing outside which is strange because it was sunny earlier wow, wow. And I was yeah i know it was with sunny t- earlier. a t-shirt it's short so i don't understand why it's snowing outside but okay <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> like what's going on mm-hmm. yeah okay, we'll make girl, sure I to definitely you. catch up i love you too thank you again It no was such problem. an honor to be on here with you all right take care all right bye-bye